You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A, 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 a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash and Paul Dottino. Down the sideline, into the end zone. From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. All right, welcome into one giant step. Uh, fresh off the beaches of Jersey and Long Island in our post-Giants elimination break, it's time to officially, officially get the offseason started. If you're new to the podcast, I'm Sean Morash. He's Paul Dettino. If you're a returning subscriber to the podcast, Thanks, and let's get going on the 2023 campaign and season. Paul, it's good to see you. It's good to be living in a world where the Philadelphia Eagles are not Super Bowl champions. Uh, I totally understand, Sean. You know, I told a really good Philadelphia fan uh, right before the Super Bowl, there's one really great silver lining here if the Eagles win. That means the Giants get to sweep the defending Super Bowl champs in the fall. <laughs> And, and Paul, uh, and I've, just to set this up, we're going to have plenty of conversation on Daniel Jones. That's obviously big news this week and Saquon Barkley. But just to have a little fun on the Super Bowl to start here. Paul, I know that Joe Shane was brought here with one major job, and that was to, you know, find the talent to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? And to have the talent in Kadarius Tony help beat the Philadelphia Eagles, to have the talent in James Bradbury have a holding goal at the end to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, I would say if it's the Giants not winning the Super Bowl, the job technically was done and unbelievable <laughs> that it's the Giants general manager and, and moves offseason and in-season that basically determine the outcome of the Super Bowl. Tony making the plays on the Chiefs and Bradbury with the biggest penalty at the end of the Eagles. It's almost unbelievable that it comes down to those guys. You know, Sean, that logic is about as twisted as a Philadelphia pretzel. Well, uh, look, I, I talked myself into it on the couch late Sunday. I said, hey, look, it paid off. <laughs> Tony you know, I, I will say this, and, and in all honesty, I know this is a giant show, but a lot of Giants fans, especially in New Jersey, have to deal with Eagles fans from the south part of the state. I think it's very important to understand that if you watch the NFL films cut-ups of the Super Bowl a couple of days after the game was over – the hold by Bradbury was actually even more obvious than it was on television yeah. because there was an initial arm bar where he restricted the receiver's motion out of the route. Paul. That was part of the actual interference call. And so any Eagles fan who's crying about that absolutely has no vision whatsoever. And then on top of it, let's not kid ourselves. Philadelphia was so badly outcoached in that game and so oh. badly made so many mistakes to open the door for Kansas City that the Chiefs just simply had to walk right through it. 
Uh, there's no doubt. And and on that penalty poll, I mean, let's be honest. We saw the Sky Moore and Tony touchdowns where those guys got schemed wide open. If if Bradbury doesn't hold them, there's a chance Juju Smith-Schuster is running past them wide open. And you think Patrick Mahomes isn't going to find him for a touchdown? I mean, clearly, I mean, look, I get emotions on it. I'm sure if that was the Giants in the Eagles spot and that was James Bradbury with us, I'm sure I'd be screaming. about. I understand the fan part of that, but, you know, objectively, that is a penalty. Now, stuff that our fans are going to be screaming and yelling about, two cornerstone players, and we're going to kind of dissect what the options are here going forward and what the stories are, and that is Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, and it's kind of unbelievable that here we are in late February of 2023, and you think of where we came with the hiring of Shane and Dable, the eventual declining of Daniel Jones's option, which I think we were all on board with. Daniel Jones had not stayed healthy to that point. And we understood he had to prove it this year and you wouldn't be, you know, tied up to 30 mil. Now, looking back, you kind of wish you had that fifth year option, but okay. I, I can't Monday morning quarterback that. I thought that was a smart move in real time. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have this soap opera, Sean. You wouldn't have the soap opera. And I guess it's, and Paul, that's a good way to look at it. It's a good soap opera to have because it means that the Giants made strides with these players and talent wise that we're having these negotiations, right? I mean, so now the report comes out. On Monday morning, we are taping this on Monday morning from Mike Florio, pro football talk. I don't think this is as big a report as it's going to get clickbait on. And that is that Daniel Jones and his camp are going to look for $45 million a year. Okay. No kidding. He should ask for the moon. That's how negotiations work. Giant set a floor. He asked for the moon. You you know, kind of try to negotiate down, find somewhere in the middle. He also, uh, you know, fired his representation at CAA, which means he technically needs five days before he formal formally, you know, negotiates more with the Giants. He's gone to Athletes First, who also just recently acquired Xavier McKinney, by the way. So something to keep an eye on. Another guy whose contract's going to be up at the end of They also have Ojolari and Andrew Thomas as well. Okay, so key Giants are all there with Athletes First. So let me just start here, Paul. Before we get to what he should be asking for, what the Giants should be asking for, what do you read into with the changing of agents at this time here for Daniel Jones? Well, let's first make something very clear that any player can change agents and representatives at any time during the course of the year. And I do think it's a bit curious that this is happening right now in the middle of the Giants and Jones trying to redo a deal. Uh, that that does kind of raise a little bit of a yellow flag, but but there could be a variety of reasons of why you change representation. Remember, most of these high-profile players with these higher-profile agencies are not repped by just one guy at that agency. There's usually a collection of two, three, maybe even four guys within that agency who all have a portion of the contract that they work on. So there could be any kind of glitch uh, that has come up involving any one of the angles of the talks that prompted Jones to make a move. What is troublesome for me, and this is where my little yellow flag goes up, and again, I'm not in a panic over this at all because I think both sides want to get it done. And folks, remember, the overriding factor is the player hires the agent to do the deal. The right. player's the boss. If the player wants a deal to get done, it gets done, ultimately. And the player stays where he is. If that's what he really wants in his heart of hearts. Because he tells the agent, look, enough of dickering. I want to be here. Bite the bullet on this. We're staying and I'm signing the contract. The agent does not control the player. Let's make that very clear. Yeah. Now, 
Aside from that, Sean, here, here's the important part that, that kind of gives me a little bit of agitation. The Mannings were rep by CAA and Tom Condon, who, in my opinion, is the smartest, most fair rep in the league. They are the most powerful people in the league. They are people who understand that a deal can be good for a player and a team at the same time. In other words, a mutually beneficial deal. They're not ones who just want to break the bank and get record-breaking contracts for the players because they understand it as an impact on how well the team can do with the rest of their dollars. So I am a big Tom Condon fan. Condon, who not only did the deals for the Mannings, and we know how tight Eli is with Daniel Jones, but Condon and CAA also rep Josh Allen with the Bills. Mm. And we have constantly profiled Eli and Josh Allen as two models for, for Daniel Jones to work off of. So for him to suddenly at this moment decide to go to another firm, that does raise a little bit of a ripple for me. I'm not in a panic over this. I don't even believe all the numbers that are being published out there. But I do believe this is a bit of a stress point and, and, and a curious situation that, uh, you know, we all have to dig into a little bit further. But as we all know, uh, the, the, this, this stuff is so much behind closed doors, it's kind of hard to get an accurate read. Right. I, and Paul, look, I mean, you're right. You, you know, you're putting your faith in Con and CA, but who knows? I mean, maybe maybe they were more willing to explore Daniel Jones's options elsewhere. And Daniel Jones really wants to stay here. Maybe that's why he's possible. Right. I mean, absolutely any, possible. I mean, it could be the worst case. It could be, you know, a fine case. Either way, of course, this is going to make news ahead of time. And, and look, obviously, the tag stuff comes into play. That's a number that gets into the 40s when it comes to a quarterback. And the Giants still had that in their back pocket. And by the way, I think that they knew that they had that in the back pocket when they did not exercise the fifth year option. You know, if he does wow us, you know, you sure. could always do that. So the idea that they're just going to let him walk out of the building, I find that hard to believe. I think that ultimately, and we're going to get to Saquon in a second, if they have to put a tag on one or the other, uh, they would do so with the quarterback if it came down to it because he is the quarterback. And that's obviously where you want to build your team around. As far as the numbers go, Look, I, I, if somebody asked for 45 mil and the Giants turned and said, of course we'll give you 45 mil, yeah, then that's why you ask for that. But that's not how negotiations work. Nobody goes in and goes, hey, Giants, give me 35. And then they hear that that's your starting point. They're going to come down and go, well, how about 25? You have to negotiate. That's just pure negotiation. Sure. So do not, and I need to stress this, do not freak out if you're a Giant fan and you see a number in the mid-40s. Also, sticker shock will surprise you. Look, it's been a long time, Paul since the Giants have been in a position where we have had to think about a contract extension for a quarterback. I mean, the last Eli extension is now almost a decade ago. And before that is real big extension. We're talking about 15 years ago uh, and the game has changed and the money has changed. So we as Giant fans haven't really lived through this or at least lived through this recently. And especially in the social media era that you're just going to get a lot of people freaking out. The salary cap just went up. It will likely go up again in a pretty, pretty big boom from everything I read in 2025. So do not let those numbers shock you if the Giants figure out a way to sign him. Quarterbacks, on an average, I mean, those top 10 quarterbacks are all getting paid 35 or more million dollars a year. Hate to break it to you if you have a guy that you believe in, that's kind of the money it's going to cost you. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, as it stands now, the average per year uh, salary uh, of your top 12 quarterbacks in the league are $30 million and up. Matt Ryan is at 30. Uh, there are eight guys who are at 40 and up. Dak Prescott is at number 40. Uh, by the way, he's represented by Athletes First. Okay, <laughs> just, there you go. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And for, and on um, that, Paul, Paul, see, this is where Giant fans get caught in their hypocrisy. How many by the end of the season were saying, hey, I'll tell you, I'd rather have Daniel Jones than Dak Prescott. Well, he's making $40 million a year with the same agent. So if you're thinking that, then what is the agent thinking? I'd certainly rather have Jones than Prescott. Right. So you, know, you can't have it so, both ways. You can't think Jones is better than all these guys and then look at the money and go, well, you can't pay him that. It's the way it works. Now, at the same time, you mentioned the tag, and there's a lot of, of things we could go into with the tag. I don't know how deep you want to go, but, but right. fans Exclusive, non-exclusive. Right. Well, yeah, and, and here's the thing. The tag, the franchise tag for the quarterback is 32.4 mil. The transition tag is 29.5 mil. Now, understand this. Jones made 6.4 average year uh, salary based on what his rookie deal was. So he's going to get a huge increase no matter what the money finally turns out to be. But understand this, and I'm going to make this as quick and as brief as I can. It's really pretty simple. The exclusive franchise tag means the player is locked up. You've got him. He can't talk to anybody else. And it's the one-year guarantee for that 32.4 mil. And there's nothing the player can do about it except sit out. Okay? Daniel Jones isn't going to sit out. No. Okay, you know that. That's not going to happen. So that's one way you go. The non-exclusive franchise tag, and a lot of people don't know there are two of them. The non-exclusive franchise tag says he can go talk to other teams and get another offer. The Giants then have the right to match it. If they don't match it, they get two first-round draft picks in return. Right. The transition tag is cheaper. And that's very simple because you have the right to go out and match another offer he gets from another team. And if you don't, he leaves as an unrestricted free agent and you get nothing. Right. So the cat people might want tag. people might wonder on the table, well, what does that mean? Can he just go sign elsewhere? It means the Giants literally still own the rights to him if they give him the same exact contract. Like Correct. He, can, he cannot leave based on that. So I don't know. I mean, Paul, my guess is they'd probably go non-exclusive over exclusive and see, you know, what he could go out there and get from another team, I guess. Although that's a dangerous game to play, but either way, I I would say this and maybe Joe Shane made a mistake here. That immediate press conference they had after the season. And we haven't spoke since 
Joe Shane was up front to the point Dable stared at him about, you know, Daniel Jones, they want to be the quarterback, okay? Yep. He he has gone above and beyond saying that. Maybe that helps, you know, or hurts him lose a little leverage when you, you know, gloss a player so much and say, you know, he's going to be your quarterback. But also, you can also say that knowing you have the tag in your back pocket. Either way, they want to get a deal done with Daniel Jones. And that's where we'll transition over here to Saquon Barkley. Well, I think it's important before you go there, Sean, for folks to understand that once you slap a tag on a player, that money counts against your salary cap. It holds it. And you're you're stuck with it. Right. So if the Giants have an estimated $46.5 million worth of space coming up for this season, and they tag Jones at either 32.4 or 29.5, that money goes against the tag and goes against their cap. So all of a sudden, their big spacious salary cap becomes a choke job. And yeah. now they don't have a whole lot of room to breathe, and that's how it impacts Saquon Barkley. And note that that number is not finite, right? I mean, we still have there's a potential for a Leonard Williams restructure coming up. No doubt. Right. No there's doubt. other finagling that's going to happen. Obviously, you mentioned Galladay is going to get released here. So with that, as we look at Saquon Barkley, Paul, There's slightly a different tune here. I I think if you ask the Giants to a man, do they want Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley on the team next year? Yeah, I mean, they were successful this year. They want to continue to build. But I also think that it's it's been noted by Shane and not maybe directly about Barkley that, look, like it or not, whether you think Saquon Barkley is a better football player, a more valuable football player than Daniel Jones is irrelevant, it's the the positional value of a running back compared compared to a quarterback and just look at the league and you go through those top 10 running backs paid. Christian McCaffrey got dealt by Carolina to a team in San Francisco is the perfect fit. He seems to be worth his money, but that's for now. I mean, he's also been a guy who's often injured. He could easily get injured the next couple of years. These other guys, Alvin Kamara and the saints hasn't exactly paid dividends. Uh, Zeke Elliott with the Cowboys, Tony Pollard became their best running back. I mean, it, it sucks to envision this because Saquon was so good. The truth is, Paul, these long-term deals with running backs, more often than not, don't result in Super Bowl championships. Geez, Isaiah Pacheco was just the top running back here on the Chiefs. So it doesn't mean the Giants shouldn't bring Barkley back, but it means I think that Joe Sheen is going to be way more cautious about what the dollar amount is he attaches here to, to Saquon Barkley as opposed to what they're worried about here with Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, I think there's a there, there are a couple of different angles here and dynamics that are in play. Uh, first of all, if you have to use the tag on Jones, you can't use it on Barkley, right? Because you only get one tag per year, so or per per uh, per tag, so to speak. So this is a problem because uh, the Giants started asking Barkley about a new deal during the bye week. I personally believe, and I can't say, I'm not going to speak for Joe Shane, but I believe the reason they started talking with him during the bye is because they thought the Jones deal was going to be an easier deal to do. Maybe. And everything everything was going to be based off of Jones getting a deal done. So then they could move on to the rest of it, including Barkley, and have the tag to strategically use on him if necessary. I think that's why the Jones talks didn't begin till the end of the season because they didn't think it was going to take a couple of months to navigate. Well, obviously we've now got a little bit of a different picture here. So Barkley, you know, he belongs to the rock nation group. Okay. Now here's what you got to remember about Barkley at the end of the season. He was very public when he told all the writers at his locker that 
he did not want to set the market for running backs. Right. That he wanted to be reasonable with his price. That he wants to be a giant for life. He wants to be great here. And he also understands that his injury history has to come into play. Well, when you hear all of those things that he himself, and I was right there with him looking at his eyes, he puts all that stuff out there. It does not jive with the printed requests that you're reading in some of the articles over the last week or so. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, because I mean, if he's asking for 16 mil a year, that matches McCaffrey money as the highest paid running back in football. That doesn't sound like it meshes with everything that he was telling folks in the Giants locker room about a month ago. So the, the two things I'll push back with you is wording matters. He said he's not looking to set the running back market. Simply matching Christian McCaffrey would not be setting the running back market. He's not looking to top him. Fair. Which, I mean, maybe we're cutting corners there. But, you know, Saquon has become a good public speaker. I'm sure his agency's fed him whatever. You're also, wouldn't shock me in the least if his agency was a little unhappy that Barkley was that raw emotionally in talking to the media right after that, where maybe they pull him aside and say, hey, dude, let us do the negotiating afterwards. (laughs) Um, I mean, look, that could happen, right? You catch a guy, you know, it's, it's a raw time right after all of that. So. You just saw Aaron Jones restructure back to $10 million with Green Bay. I mean, and that is somewhere where a tag could be with the Giants. He's going to look for more than that. And now the question becomes, you want to talk about the cap, when you're factoring in that in this unique time, I mean, think about what the Giants are trying to accomplish here. They are trying to get a franchise quarterback contract done at the same time a first-round draft pick running back is getting done. That, and I went back and I tried to look at the last few off-seasons, that combination, because it's so yeah. rare to have a guy like Saquon anyway, has yeah. not existed for teams handling the salary cap at the same time, right. if ever, or, or at least not recently. So the Giants are really in a unique spot here where, as a GM, you have to juggle priorities, and it, and it may be burned a little bit. So even if Saquon on his best day is worth $14, 15000000 million, you know, going down the line, McKinney, uh, you're going to talk about Julian Love next week, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas. Well, there's only so much you could tie up in a combination of quarterback and running back on the same kind of plateau of a deal that, I I mean, Paul, as it stands now, in my gut, do I think they find a way to get both guys back? I do, but I am far less confident that Saquon Barkley is a New York Giant next year than I am Daniel Jones. Well, consider that Barkley's number this past uh, contract, 7.8, and that made him the ninth highest paid running back in the National Football League. Now, folks, just so you have an understanding, the tags for the running back 
are 10.1 for the two franchise tags and 8.4 for the transition tag. Now think about this. The top five running backs by value, average year per contract, are McCaffrey at 16. Barkley, unfortunately, is not McCaffrey. McCaffrey has produced in more valuable ways. He deserves to be the highest paid running back in the league. And I don't think anybody would be logical to question that. You're on board with that, Sean? Yeah, I, I completely okay. agree. I mean, look, look, honestly, and again, we have to take our fandom out of I love what Saquon did for the Giants and all that. What Christian McCaffrey did down the stretch with the Niners, it was it was just all world. It was just yeah. it was just a different notch above. Okay, so so he he is the bar. Your next guys, Ezekiel Elliott at fifteen. But by the way, you can throw that out the door because he's on his last legs, right. and Dallas is not going to pay him that fifteen this year. He's going to get cut. Right. All right. So kind of take him out of the equation. Alvin Kamara is at fifteen. Um, and then you got the King Henry with Tennessee at 12.5, and you got uh, Dalvin Cook from the Vikings at 12.2. Those are your top five. I think it's very fair, reasonable, and rational and logical to say that Kamara and Cook Henry's kind of a unicorn. Nobody is quite like him. Of course, Big man. They pound it. They pound it. He's kind of different, but Kamara and Cook in a lot of ways, are very comparable to Saquon Barkley. And you can also argue, by the way, that all of those guys have missed various amounts of time due to injury. Yeah. So to me, it's not hard to slot Barkley somewhere in between those numbers and say, you go, you know what, fellas? You're all on the same 75th floor of the high-rise. That McCaffrey's in a penthouse. And you other three guys, four guys, you're all on the 75th floor, and you all fit into the same ballpark number. And by the way, that ballpark number, whether it be 12, 13, or 14, is going to be more than the 10 that he could get tagged with. So if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm looking at this and saying, why, why do we need to dicker and drive a hard bargain with the Giants? I don't, I don't, I don't understand why that yeah. should be a problem. And and the thing that the Giants could have going for themselves there, if Saquon does believe believe that, look, you talked about GMs are going to have their different ways of building a team, and many will, you know, just point to drafting running backs by committee and whatnot. I on top of what I was saying, a unique situation with Jones and Barkley, it's a unique market for running backs. Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Saquon Barkley, and Tony Pollard all are free agents here this offseason. So I mean, do we think that there's four teams out there that are looking to give all those running backs are guys who probably deserve 12 or more million dollars a year? Are there yeah. that many teams in GMs looking to do that? So in many ways, the market actually could be very flooded here where yeah. Barkley has no choice but to come back on like a 10 mil type year deal. And I'll tell you something else, Sean. I go back to when Barkley came to the Giants as a rookie. And he immediately got flooded with endorsement deals, which, by the way, he still has a bunch. Right. Okay. And I remember him telling us about how smart uh, his parents were and how the family had devised an economic plan where he was going to not touch a dime of his New York Giants contract and put that away for retirement and was going to actually live on a daily basis off of his endorsement money. Amazing if you could do it. Well, 
he was Penn State's darling who became New York's darling and an NFL darling within the span of a couple of months. So think about this, Saquon. You're postseason team. You're on a postseason team that's trying to retain the franchise quarterback so that over the next two and three years, you can continue to be in the spotlight as a postseason team. Well, all those endorsement dollars should keep flooding in. Again, I don't see the rationale in having a difficult time getting a deal done for him. I just don't. All right, Paul. So in closing here, I am of the belief, I think ultimately we are sitting here when the roster gets finalized draft time and both guys are New York Giants, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I'm getting the vibe you also believe that. I yes. did say, though, uh, if you had to you know, make me guess, I'm a little more cautious in saying it wouldn't shock me if Barkley's not a Giant. Are you saying it would shock you if Barkley wasn't a Giant? I would say that between the two, Jones is more of the priority. And if somehow, some way, the Giants wind up having to way overreach for Jones, it's going to crimp their plans for Barkley significantly. And there is a little bit more of a possibility that he would be the guy out of a Giants uniform. All right. Well, there you have it. Something we will continue to track. Uh, we are back with you. We're going to come back next week, and you'll see how many podcasts we pump out a week here. Uh, look ahead to the offseason. There's Julian Love questions. Maybe we get some more news on Jones and Barkley. The Combine is what next week, Paul, as we look ahead to what the Giants will be thinking about draft-wise. And before you know it, here we are in March, free agency hits. What will the Giants do? Then it's draft time. I mean, the offseason never, ever ends. Before you know it, we're breaking down the schedule and where Paul's going for tacos the night before games. I mean, everything is ahead of us here in the offseason, Paul. The soap opera never ends, Sean. It never ends. Uh, and, Paul, where can we get you on Twitter for all the offseason news? At Giants WFAN. And you can follow me at Mraz CBS. Thank you for listening, subscribing, downloading. One Giant Step free on the Odyssey app and everywhere podcasts are available. Sean Morris and Paul Dettino, thank you for taking One Giant Step with us.